In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles on Tojinet, Barrack, Ghost Channel, and Beyond. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. With me, my new co-host, ha-ha, uh, the keeper of the keeper, St. Janet. Hello, <laughs> Hey, so how's it like uh, being co-host? Well, actually, you used to do that back in our old CCM days, right? That's right. Very enjoyable. Yeah, that was that was the days. I, I was uh, a little bit younger then. Yeah, we all were. <laughs> but anyways, we want to apologize to everybody not being able to do our uh, live broadcast at the Barnes and Nobles in Peabody, but. Uh, they canceled because of the uh, inclement weather, although it doesn't seem too bad here. So, But that's there, and we're here. It's so funny because I was looking at the map, and, and you can see, like, dialed down by Boston is all heavy snow and everything, and then there's, like, the Merrimack Valley, and it's just, just clearing, basically. Yeah, like the hand of fate. You know, I've always said that God smiles on the Merrimack Valley. No comment? <laughs> that's your job you know you you get the comment these things i mean marmy would be running with that too who knows when I, anyway. just said, I just said i thought i said that um it's like god has his hand over us yeah 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 well anyways <laughs> anyways without further ado um oh i just want to mention one more thing too the uh ghost hunt at the vault on next saturday that's the vault in in uh salem uh is filled so, sorry, uh, but I'm really looking forward to that. It'll be a lot of fun. He'll be there, right? I'll definitely be there. Yeah, so, you, you know, you don't have to look at me. You, you can just talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> this is just so weird, Ronnie. I'm sorry. It's different from the radio studio. Yeah, okay, so whatever. Anyways, uh, without further ado, uh, why don't we bring on our guest? He, he's a, a gentleman I have known for, uh, you know, quite a long time, Uh He's the the historian for the Drake and no Methuen Historic Society, Mr. Joe Bella. Joe, are you there? I'm here. Hi, Hi, Joe. How are you doing? Very well. How are you? Great, Joe. Thank you. And uh, Joe, uh, you. What is your title? Actually, I I, I got that screwed up. Uh, I said, well, I'm president of the Methuen Historical Society. 
There you go. I knew it. But you're also an, a, a paranormal aficionado as well, aren't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There you go. No, no, no. I, I'm I'm just um, a person who has been around quite a few investigations. I have been present and mm-hmm. have been associated with paranormal groups. And I've also seen things and um, paranormal kind of things. But I'm no way an expert on the on the subject. Well, I didn't say you were an expert. I just said officiato. Officiato meaning someone with interest, a great deal of interest in the subject. And I know that, my friend, that you have a collection of, like, all the paranormal activity that's ever happened in the uh, Merrimack Valley. Well, kind of. I'm, I'm, I'm a great listener of, uh, of what people uh, tell me. And for some reason, it's so... Getting on the subject of uh, uh, you know ghost uh, things and haunted houses and of that, things of that nature, for some reason people open up to me and tell me without me asking, just out and out tell me. I feel like a therapist of some sort. They just, <laughs> they just want to get it off their mind, get it off their conscience or something. They just tell me these stories, and it's almost like it's unbelievable. But I like to believe the unbelievable uh, too, to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find it fascinating, and, and you know, I um, I like to keep a record of, of uh, things that have happened, um, basically paranormal. Right, uh, and, and, and it's it's a cool record too because I've seen this little folder of yours, and actually it's <laughs> it's quite extensive. I, one of the the coolest thing I, I, I saw in that folder was. A newspaper article that went back, oh, God, I don't know, I can't even remember, like maybe a hundred years about a ghost in a window in Lawrence. I thought that was so cool. Yeah, that was. I still have that newspaper, by the way. It's, a, it's not a copy. It's an original paper, and I think the date was actually 1878, and front page news, and, and there was a, someone had drawn a look, like a little lithograph drawing of the window, Supposedly there was a haunted house with a window where an apparition w- was seen to have appeared, and it was reported to the to the local uh, newspaper back then. <laughs> um, so I thought that was kind of interesting for for an early, you know, early investigation or an early uh, authenticity. Uh, uh, you know, authentic. What do they call it? Authentic. Authenticity. Yeah, better you than me, my friend. I'm not even going to try that. <laughs> uh, some, some, somehow. Going back that, that that far and seeing something um, which we would consider a paranormal so, uh, site, uh, is this was reported uh, by an eyewitness to the local uh, paper back then, 1870s. And I thought that was fascinating. And so it's, this is nothing new, <laughs> so to speak, right. exactly. you know, in, in the realm of time. And so, uh, I think, that's, I mean, that was, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It really is. I mean, there's no other way of saying it. Yeah, and, and the city was only, what, um, 30, roughly 30 years, if that, with uh, the location of the sighting took place. So um, the house couldn't have been that old. I don't. I, it was just fascinating to read and to see this little drawing of, of what people actually saw and reported that made front-page news of this old, uh, this old Lawrence paper. <laughs> I thought it was kind of unique, too. But... Uh, yeah, so anyway, we've, I've been kind of busy um, having investigations at our uh, headquarters. Which in, uh, is? In the city of Mr. Wynn, known as the uh, Tenney Gatehouse. 
And I, feel like right. I feel like we're the gatehouse to the unknown. Too. <laughs> you know, and I think well, I'll, you know what, Joe? I'm the, the uh, gatekeeper to the unknown, so uh, it makes we, sense, doesn't it? And we have the house that you christened for us because your group was the very first group that came through back on Friday, March 19th, 2004. Well, ah. that's not actually true, Joe. We were in there before then. Oh, was it? Yes, uh, it, we we went in. Oh my God, I'm trying to trying to think of the date. Uh, it all started because uh, you guys were restoring the the gatehouse at that time, and you were up in. Um, let me see. I'm trying to think where this was. Up in New Hampshire or Maine? I forget. In a oh, camp. This, this, is before, and they just, this is before I came into the on the scene. Yes, yes. that's right. And, right and and but well, let me tell you the story about it. Anyways, the. Uh, they were doing the Ouija board up at some camp up in, uh, oh, my God, in New Hampshire someplace, and they asked, well, will the gatehouse ever be completed? And then the, the playing answered you. And then they they asked who this was, and it's spent, spelt out, oh, God, I can't remember the name. It was Elizabeth Elizius. I forget what it is. That was a long time ago. And uh, it was one of the ghosts that supposedly haunts the, the gatehouse. I heard about that uh, group, and, they, you know, that, that group that you were – Speaking about, they never again used the Ouija board. <laughs> I, I think they disposed of it. Yeah. 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 Another one bites the dust. Poor Ouija yeah. boards. How much? How 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 many you have to die? You know. But I've I've used the um, upside down water glass. Right. We in fact I, wasn't I the one to introduce you to that, Joe? Glass divini- divination. Yeah. Did, glass. Didn't didn't Gavin yeah. Cromwell and myself introduce you to that? Well, I'm going to try something different next time. I'm going to try a wine glass. Why <laughs> not? Full or unfull? Uh, empty, of course, upside down. But I'm going to try that. I saw a movie the other night called The, the Uninvited. Um, oh. You remember it? Ray Mil- um, no, what's his name? Um, yeah, Ray Milland and Ruth Hussey. Yeah. 1940-something. And they had an, a seance, a, a, a glass divination, and it was quite fascinating. But, oh, Different than the way I, I have been used to doing it with, with some of the paranormal groups at the gatehouse. So I'm going to try it that way next time and see how, uh, what the results will be. Interesting. Yeah, but we've been real busy. We've got 16 rentals and three fundraisers out of the 16 for the uh, Historical Society. Hey. Oh, so we're going, to, we've been, we're going to be real busy this year. And, and, and you're doing that with uh, um, Tom Spitaleri? Yeah, Essex yeah. County and uh, Pelham Paranormal. Yep. Uh, Nightfall Paranormal. Um, we had the Connecticut. Yep. Yep. We had the Connecticut Paranormal Insight last week. Oh my God! And I'm meeting someone from Drake from the Honest. No, Harv- I can't read my own writing. Harvest Moon. Moon Paranormal for a, a, a day before Halloween uh, rental. Okay. Yeah, so a haunting we will go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I know who that is too. They, uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, they're coming Saturday, and I'm going to give them um, a tour of, and mm-hmm. a little bit. Of, I'll show my binder. I have a special binder made up. Uh, I mean, with you know, photos, pictures, copies of pictures, and um, these all these investigations, and um, that people can see actually what um, what other people have seen and have have uh, picked up on their uh, research. At the gatehouse, yeah. so I've got it. I've got it like a portfolio. Uh, uh, do you still have that picture of Maureen with the angel wings? I'm looking at it right now, and I, that's yeah, the well, date. That's the date I gave you, March 19th. It was a Friday, 2004. Yeah. 
And I got both. There were just, just those two pictures of her. The rest of the film is clear. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it's quite a splash on, on both pictures of this black and uh, red film. This same scene showed up on a, uh, a, a few, well, it was a couple of months ago, October. We had a group come through. I think it was the Sauhegans. And a woman took a photo um, looking down at our organ. We have an organ in our, our, our sitting room. And uh, she said, this woman takes three pictures at once. One, two, three. This way not to miss anything. And I'm telling you, that there was a figure that it's unbelievable walking to the organ and just pretending it was playing it. Really? And looking down from, from a second floor um, level, from you know, looking down the banister opening. Real, real. It was black. <laughs> it was quite a thing. And this is the most recent... Um, one of the recent of two pictures are that I've seen that someone has found something on film. The other photo is uh, something unusual and unique. Remember the upstairs back bedroom? Yep. Okay, there was a lady in the mirror, right? Mm-hmm. Well, but now we found a man in the window next to the mirror. <laughs> I wonder if they're related. Now, this guy, he's got red hair, ponytail, um, it, and his left arm is raised up as though he was working on something in the room. So we think, um, and he has, he has the suspenders in the back, that, like a Y-shaped, and they're tied on the bottom. It's like he was a workman. Okay. And that would have been around the 1880s when the uh, when Damon Brothers out of Haverhill uh, helped restore the building to its uh, Queen Anne style. And they did work extensively upstairs on the second level, where this uh, picture was, was uh, photographed. Mm-hmm. You can see the guy, it's white shirt, a ponytail in the back, reddish hair, and boy, it's and quite a sight. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. And, oh. You know, what's really funny is, is I have to tell a, a tale that's always uh, fascinated me, I guess you would say, about the Tenney Gatehouses, and that we, we did an investigation there back in the 90s, actually, because uh, that's when it, it happened, or right. maybe so two Before th- me. <laughs> Yeah, maybe 2000, and right. and uh, we, we used the Ouija board, and the, and the Ouija board uh, made contact with the girl, the woman, I forget what her name was, Elizabeth, or... or um, I think it was Eliza, wasn't it? Eliza, yeah, okay, oh, there it is. Man, you, know, well, you, know what, you know what, Joe, after like 6,000 hauntings, you, you, they all blend in, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but anyways, we made contact with her, and she told us that she would appear to us at the top of the stairs at midnight, which was kind of cool. So we were all excited. So we went and we put a camera on the stairs and everything else, and we waited and waited and waited. And midnight came, and we didn't see any ghosts, so uh, we didn't know what to do. And uh, we kept waiting, and then we said, well, we'll go back on the Ouija board. So we went back on the Ouija board again, and then uh, the Ouija board, we asked her if she was, she says, yes, I'm waiting on the stairs. I says, well, we don't see you. She says, the other stairs. It was the stairs in the attic. Oh, so, that's so I, I ran over there. I threw open the the, the uh, door. Yeah. And took a shot with my camera, my flash camera. Right. So while that's going on, the Ouija board goes off, and uh, uh, it said scared lightning. So it was my flash that scared her. So it, it was kind of an interesting story. So she was up in the tower room. Right. Wow. Yeah, so that that was kind of that was kind of neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And, and the other thing you guys have, uh, which is kind of cool, too, is you have the uh, ruins of Gay, well, Gray Court, but then right. it's not really ruins. It's more of a uh, vestige, I guess you would say. That was I was just thinking of that next to tell you because yep. um, I, I had a, uh, a group came through. Uh, it was the Sohegan group back uh, last August. How do you keep track of them? Uh, I'm, that's why I have a binder here. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and uh, someone emailed me a photo, or several photos, um, close up and then some distant shots of a baby on the wall, white outfit, no head, arms outstretched, just standing on this on one of the walls. And uh, later it was midnight when the group were up, was up there. I didn't go up. I stayed at the gatehouse mm-hmm. um, uh, just to get away, you know, just to feel protected. <laughs> But the group did go up there, and this guy, um, his name is Todd Sheldon. I think, mm-hmm. from, I think he's from Worcester, down that area. Anyway, he sent me these pictures and color. The closer shots are grainy, but you still could make out a baby on the wall. Where, and there were people mulling around. Uh, people were sitting or relaxing uh, of the group. Mm-hmm. So you can tell what, what is what and who's who. But it's a, this image is, you can almost see through. This image, but you can make out a white, like a white christening outfit, um, real, real small person, but no head, and the arms are outstretched. It is a real, real strange picture. The so, headless baby, huh? A baby up there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh boy, this picture. I mean, films, films don't lie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's really cool up, up at the uh, ruins. By the way, Leslie says hello. Uh, she's in the chat room. If anybody wants to uh, uh, call in, the number is 877-864-4868-4869, excuse me. Uh, it's 877-864-4869, or join us live in the TojiNet or the Parallax chat room if you have a question for Joe or comments. So, well, the, anyway. the gatehouse is still rentable. We still have it rented for this coming year. Cool. Can I give the number in case people... Oh, absolutely, Joe. Oh, people can reach... Uh, reach me at area code 978-683-2252. That's in Methuen, Massachusetts, 37 Pleasant Street. And surprisingly, the gates are open, um, which usually the city has them closed for the, uh, for the winter or for the season. But right. the, the park is open to the public uh, daily from um, dawn to dusk. Mm-hmm. So people can just, actually you can drive up, and we haven't had much snow as it is, so um, driving is pretty safe. Um, yeah, but that's wimpy. Well, they did um, last week. <laughs> they drove up. I stayed at the gatehouse again to, to keep warm, and uh, we had a great, great night. Uh, thousands of pictures were taken. Um, several people brought uh, digital cameras, uh, EVPs. Um, we had great sessions. And, uh, how, how many people were there? Uh, about six, six okay. people, and it, it was small, but it was it was uh, productive. Yep. And and uh, somebody brought something. Oh, the radio. You know how we, the radio. The hat shack. What is it? The hat shack. I think so. Where you, you say something, then the answer comes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through the through the waves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we heard some funny things. <laughs> what Obama? <laughs> no, 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 no. Just different things. Um, nothing too drastic. I mean, just, you know, we will get responses from some of the questions, you know, and uh-huh. we found that uh, pretty curious and it was interesting. 
It, it's an interesting thing. I, I know that uh, uh, um, Jim, our EVP specialist, has worked on a, a new uh, device that uh, I'm dying to try out, and hopefully uh, uh, we'll have it ready in, for the vault uh, investigation next Saturday in oh. Salem. So, Great. Um, but you, you know what? I remember uh, oh, we way back then again, uh, Joe, is that I used to have a, a TV show on the Drake It Access. Yeah, and you came on and <laughs> yeah. you did. You do this cool thing where you can read jewelry and stuff. Oh right? yeah, yeah. I, I haven't done that for a while. Really? Yeah, which I don't mind because, what well, if I do start doing it, it's like I've rested enough that I've, I, I've got that energy back. Because I'm 63, so as I get older, when I say energy, <laughs> uh, I mean energy, mean bodily energy, and all that stuff. Because it it does wear on my mind if I do it um, often. If I right. do. But, and any of that stuff does it drains you. Is, there's no doubt about it. But I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just like you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a speaker. Um, as yep. far as like a, a radio speaker and whatever, if I feel something, I say it, and bingo. People say, "Oh wow, how did you know? How did you know?" I don't know. I just just came out of me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember you told me I was going to spend a lot of time in jail. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting for that. But uh, yeah, it's coming. No, no, I'm just kidding. No, no. No, no, not really. But but, but that was, I found that interesting. That was uh, one of yeah. the first times I, I met you, and I didn't realize you did have this talent. And oh, it's a little. Yeah, I'm I'm not a hundred percent, but mm-hmm. I've I've surprised myself on occasion. Yeah. It's oh, yes. One one time I did something like that for someone, and actually everything I said came to pass or came true, or whatever you want to call it. Right. And I was in Europe. I was in Germany on a trip um, after I had. You know, read this woman's jewelry where I, where I had, where I, had where I was co-located in a job in Haverhill. Anyway, I did this woman's jewelry. I said this and that, and this and that, and this and that. And then I came back from my trip. She runs through the door, knocks me down, and starts yelling at me, friendly like, 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 like she couldn't believe what I had told her all came true. <laughs> and I, and I, I was flabbergasted. I said, "Did she said, yeah? She said, when you said that about that." That happened. When you said that was going to happen, wait, that location, I went there. Uh, whatever I said to her, five or six instances, they all came through. And she told this, the person that she was involved with, and oh, my God. I was, <laughs> it was just fascinating. I said, I did? I said that? I didn't, I didn't remember what I said half the time, but, yeah. And um, a lot of stuff I had said to this woman poo-pooed, like, oh, it's not going to happen. I never go there. I'm not going to go there. What are you, crazy? I'll never go there. What happens? She goes there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And other things that happen. So it's just, I don't know. I just do it. My, my great, my late great aunt, um, she actually did, uh, did fortune telling in, in, in Lawrence, in the city, years and years ago. And um, so I'm, th- I'm thinking it rubbed off because we're the, a blood relative. And, right, right. Yeah, and we... You know, we we shared the same last name and stuff. So, and um, we're we're both alike. In fact, we even looked alike. She had green eyes. I have green eyes. So, I think something on off of her rubbed off on me. Right. And she lived to 103. Wow. Oh, that's that's so something I'm hoping to look that, I'm hoping that continues. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping whatever she's got continues, and the, the especially the the longevity. But yeah, she was quite a character. My aunt, uh, her real name was Maria, but we called her Santa for her nickname. <laughs> from, from, right from Sicily, right from the, across the, uh, the ocean. Oh. Oh, so she'd give you the wookie wookie there if you 
get her mad? Well, we even have her on tape. She, she, uh, in broken English, she explained, uh, yes, before she died, she explained the trip coming over from Sicily um, in detail. She was like 11 or 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have her on tape um, of her t- speaking and stuff about the, about the voyage. You know, fascinating, fascinating uh, early immigrants, I mean, early immigration. Right. But uh, she didn't speak of any hauntings in Sicily, though. <laughs> so, you know, what? it's it's so funny, Joe, is is that uh, I do the international show with Richard Felix, and he always says, "Well, you know, ghosts are an in in the uh, in English speaking." Uh, thing they don't have in other countries. Well, we have a new book coming out this year, and it's ghost stories from all over the world. And wow. you'd be surprised at the places uh, that have these ghost stories. Well, you don't hear about them in, in a lot of places because they're accepted so much that it, it's really not a story. It's just right. you know a day well, out of their lives. Isn't it true that England has the most haunted sites or haunted houses or hauntings in the uh, world? Well, that's what they say. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I, I read somewhere that England has the largest amount. Yeah, of some English guy said it. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm just still going with what I saw somewhere and stuff. But I think we're catching up around here. <laughs> I think so. My yeah. mother told me this really freaky story about Poland, and I just thought that was very interesting. And Ronnie's right. There's stories all over. They're just not as publicized as much. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, really. And I want to congratulate you. On Saturday night's paper, you have a high percentage rate of uh, guessing the location of the mystery picture each week. The highest percentage rate? Yeah. I see your name in there all the time for guessing it correctly. Oh, the mystery thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know that, that that's a cool idea. Uh, for, for those who don't know what we're talking about, the, the Lawrence Inger Tribune has this uh, little thing where they put a, a picture on and uh, you uh, try to guess what it is, right? Yeah, well, just where, basically, the location. Yeah. Yeah, they're all historical pictures, but you have to name the location, the, you know, the city, the town, whatever, maybe it's a, right, right. a house. You know that because you always do it. Yeah. And sometimes it's a lucky guess. You know, sometimes it's more uh, luck than skill. <laughs> well, you do a good job. Yeah, yeah. I, I like, I, I go everywhere and I look at everything and, I guess things stay in my mind, and I see the picture. I said, oh, I know what that is. And that's how I do it, <laughs> I guess. Well, I like to look at the pictures because they're always so interesting. And, oh, yeah. You know, I try and guess in my mind once in a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so anyways, so anyways to, I'm thinking I, I, what I should do is start this on the paranormal. And yeah, maybe yeah. Uh, put a paranormal picture on right. and and see what... People can guess what it is. Well, certain old homes I've recognized, though, that, are, that were listed. I've recognized them from, uh, you know, other people and, and people telling me about these certain places and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and, and inns and hotels and places like that I associate with, you know, places that have, have a reputation for uh, things happening, uh, paranormal uh, things happening. So a lot of that is recall, you know, from... from uh, being told about these locations. So right. that, that helps. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you this, Joe. I mean, you've seen several investigations, well, quite a few investigations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> quite uh, a few. So do you ever, I mean, you ever afraid of being the, at the gatehouse alone? Well, I've got a, a boombox going every time I'm in there. <laughs> so um, I, as long as I have a radio on, 
I'm not I'm not too bad. But um, I, I would say the first few years I was really like nervous, tense, and not knowing what was going on and all that. And I, you know, I really have to say I've um, I've grown accustomed to the building, or it's a, grown accustomed to me. Right. So that so much so that I mean, it, I even take naps in there during the afternoon if, uh, if it's a quiet. Uh, Sunday, since we, you know we open Sundays from sleeping on the job, huh? Uh. <laughs> I I just lay down and snooze, and and uh, we have a beautiful window box that uh, has a um, like a little I wouldn't say mattress, but I call it a mattress, but it's a it's a padded seating thing. But oh, it's I long. think that it's very long, and I can you can I've actually dozed off on it, but <laughs> but I can hear the front door uh, if someone comes in, um, so that you know it wakes me up instantly. But I do hear creaks and you know not any many groans and moans, but um, the floor creaking, ca- traffic going by, noises, and so forth. So um, I really have gotten used to the place. It's, I'm, it's almost like my second home, you know, in, in reality. Right. And um, one thing I'm kind of concerned, though, about is that we're, we're thinking of doing restoration work and other things to the place to uh, actually restore mainly and not add. And then usually whatever is in these places get upset when you start to remodel. And, and right. do things. So um, um, I hope we just take it slow. <laughs> not, go, not necessarily that they'll get mad. I mean, if you're going in the right direction, they might be quite happy. And yeah, because we're not taking anything apart or uh, away. We're just fixing up. <laughs> That's what I want them to get to to, to, to realize that um, some people I've heard of have, have had um, remodel, heavily remodeled homes and so forth have had terrible things happen. Um, being thrown off of a ladder or knickknacks thrown off from the shelf, like smashed against the floor. So I've heard stories of that happening to uh, people who have done heavily remodeling, like removed certain parts of the interior, which mm-hmm. we're not doing. So I'm, I'm right. just wondering. Preserving. Pardon me? You were preserving. You kept the building from falling. Well, that's what we're planning. Right. We're planning to do that. We're not going to take anything away. We're just going to preserve and protect and restore and replace. Um, you know, the, the place needs to be... Uh, well, Joe, I hate to tell you this, but we got to take a break right now. We'll be... Oh. Can you hold on? I'll have you a little bit on after the break. Cause all I'll, right. All right, so you listen to Ghost Chronicles live on Net Parallax and Beyond. We'll be right back with following messages. Celebrate Green is coming to Toginet, Wednesdays at noon central time, starting November 4th. The mother-daughter team of Lynn and Corey will have you going green and loving it at no time at all. As heard on Martha Stewart and Disney Radio and seen blogging for HGTV, Lynn Caldwell and Corey Caldwell-Lipsum are unapologetic evangelists for greening every aspect of life, especially holidays and celebrations. Based on their book, Celebrate Green, they're putting the meaning in the greening with their simple, fun, eco-friendly, affordable ideas. From their start with green Halloween to tips, tricks, ideas, and projects for every holiday, you'll love Celebrate Green. You can check them out online, too, at CelebrateGreen.net and GreenHalloween.org for more information, the newsletter, the blogs, places to shop, cool extras, and so much more. So get ready to Celebrate Green, the radio show with Lynn and Corey, Wednesdays at noon central time, starting November 4th on Toginet.com. Inspiring women to be true to themselves. Get ready for Tracy Porter Radio on Toginet.com. 2 p.m. Central, Wednesdays, starting November 4th. 
Tracy Porter, lifestyle, home and fashion designer, inspiring women from all over the world with their fashionably eclectic goods, savvy tips, style advice, and encouraging spirit. TracyPorter.com is home to her designer products and voice to thousands of women who flock to Tracy's daily blog for a daily dose of pure Tracy. And now she's coming to Toginet. All of Tracy's enchanting goods can be found at TracyPorter.com and her nationally sought-after mail catalog, Tracy Porter. Plus, you can find her here on Toginet. Tracy's awards, appearances, and accolades are too numerous to mention here. So, ladies, you've just got to come to be inspired, too. With Tracy Porter Radio, inspiring women to be true to themselves, to let their passions lead. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central, starting November 4th, on toginet.com. back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles on Tojinet, Pararex, Ghost Channel and Beyond. I am Ron Kolick, and with me is my lovely wife, Janet. Hello, everyone. And also on the line with us uh, is Joe Bella. I know we can't hang around too long, but uh, I did want to touch a couple more things. Uh, Joe, I mean, you, uh, like I said, had collected a big collection of... Uh, Information on, on Lawrence in the area as far as right. ghosts and haunting, correct? Right. Um, Merrimack what, what Valley. Merrimack yeah, Valley. What, what is the, like, the most interesting one that you, that you have in that collection? That would be the South Lawrence, South Lawrence location um, would be a, a house, primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, the house was known as the uh, Parker House. And um, the original owner, uh, going way back to the 1700s, I guess his mother was Mary Parker, um, who was uh, as, a, as a witch in Salem in 1692, and his aunt was Rebecca Nurse. Oh. And um, through some research and um, deed research and so forth, the oldest part of the house goes back to like 1680s in um, South Lawrence. So it's quite an interesting place. I do have a picture that was sent to me of a photograph of a, a, a white puff of something with a tail. <laughs> That's the only way I can describe it. A white it. puff of something with a tail? Is this a cat? It was taken by someone looking down a staircase uh-huh. alone, no one, no one in the house at all. And you can see this body of white mass and then a tail. <laughs> and it's in, in midair, and it's really something to see. And uh, it's, it's the other things have happened uh, at that place, um, too numerous to mention here. But uh, right. that was the most significant. The second most would be, surprisingly, the same owner had a piece of property on uh, Tower Hill in uh, North Lawrence. And at the corner of one of the um, intersections, there was, the house was still there, um, a series of events occurred yeah, a few years ago that was, uh, was quite unbelievable, almost unbelievable. I mean, it was just uh, things that, you know, unbelievable. <laughs> I can't find a way to describe it. And, but then there's some other places. Uh, Amesbury, there was a house there. Boxford, um, near an Indian burial ground, uh, a house uh, was, was going, going through certain uh, situations, and the, one family ended up having to leave. It got that bad. Really? Yeah, and uh, Methuen, several other homes around uh, the city of Methuen, and one or two more in Lawrence. Uh, I think Haverhill had one. Oh, God, I can go on and on. <laughs> this right. Yeah, you, you know what's interesting too. I, now there was a guy. Uh, I just her name excuse me now, but she wrote uh, a book called the Haunted House Diary. Oh, uh, she was from Lawrence. In fact, it, oh, the, I think uh, it, is the last name Hart, Hart. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, Louis, I know Louis, 
Yeah. Louise Hott, right? Louise, I think, yes, yes. Yeah, and I know that that uh, I knew the house. The house actually burnt down recently. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was, but it was interesting because they were actually talking about making a movie out of this thing, wow. and uh, but the house was. Uh, 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 how can I say it? It was uh, trashed. Uh, there were druggies living in it. Yeah. House. I, I went. To, it was really weird because I went down there with her at the time they were thinking about doing this movie because we were uh, we were going to do some stuff with her. But um, the place was like loaded with the antiques and then yeah. trash too all over the place. So yeah. it was really a, a weird combination. Really? Yet uh, it, it, I noticed that it burnt down. I mean, all the houses yeah, around there was were a fire. Right. There was a yeah. fire. I know which one you mean. Yeah. Yeah, that was so, something. But she was something. I haven't seen her in years. Yeah. So I, I, I just happen to. In fact, if you go on the uh, Ghost Chronicles um, uh, podcast on iTunes, uh, the uh, Haunted House Diary, I believe, is on there, and, and you oh. can listen to our interview. Uh, right. on, in fact, your our interview with you is on there too. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, Jim. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gina, I'm looking at the next guest. Uh, anyways, Joe, <laughs> well, uh, anything else you want to tell yeah, us before you wrap it up? We've got a, uh, an event uh, from our Methuen's own paranormal group, the Nightfall, on uh, Saturday, March 27th, 2010. Um, cost is 25 per person. It's a That's paranormal cheap. class. Yeah. Uh, it's called Paranormal 101 Education Class. Uh, mm-hmm. Gary's going to you know, take care of it. And if anybody's interested, they can call him at area code 508-982-1574. And it'll be uh, roughly 6 or 7 p.m. until uh, 10 or later. And we're flexible with the, with the time. So that would be uh, also the one that they have the website, www.nightfallparanormal.com slash events. Uh, actually, if you see Gary, you should tell him to send a, 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 web, a website link to us, and we'll link up with him because yeah, uh, you know, I, we're, I we're guess, trying to reach out to a lot of these groups. I, that I just got the flyer today. Okay, so yeah. let him know that. And, uh, oh, sure. Yeah. Nice. So, Joe, we want to thank you so much for coming on the show, and it was well, great talking with pleasure. you again. This is really fun. This is great. We'll do it again sometime. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'll, yeah. I'll probably have more pictures and more stories. <laughs> and you know what? we got to get back to the gatehouse. We haven't been there for a long, long time. We can still fit you in. There you go. Right. <laughs> All right, have a good night, Joe. Right, you too. Bye, Joe. Bye. See you Bye. later. Well, that was pretty cool, Jen, huh? Yes, I love talking to Joe. Yeah, he's <laughs> a good guy. He really is. I mean, uh, I've known him for a long, long, long time, and he's... He's always going to the events and stuff we've done now there. And he, you know, he, he always, I mean, they glass rolling. The first time you ever did, he said, I, I can't do that. I can't do it. But uh, Gavin Cromwell was there with with my, me, and uh, we uh, we did it. Uh, we showed him how it worked and everything else. And then we had him sit down with some other people that uh, supposedly, you know, didn't have, couldn't do it. Let's put it that way. And sure enough, they were able to do it. Uh, we had to give him a little energy over the back to start him, <laughs> jump start him, but yeah, it worked out pretty good. So anyways, uh, our next guest on the show is uh, also a good friend of mine. and Ian. Uh, and uh, she's another Janet, and this is Janet Rucker, who is head of our research department. Hi, Ron. Hi, Dan. Hi, Janet. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Nice to hear you. Yeah. Happy belated New Year. It's been forever. I think that's a little late. This is like freaking February. 
Yeah, I know. You said belated. What didn't you understand about belated? Yeah, we know. It's wrong. Excuse yes, me? Right. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> and, uh, Janet, uh, you, we actually have a new feature on the show. I don't, I don't know if you're aware of this. No. And <laughs> it, it, it's, um, it, it's something that uh, I'm, I'm sure you're, you're familiar with because it all started a long time ago. Actually, last summer when we went to Gettysburg. Okay. <laughs> and uh, we went. And we were there with Mark Nesmith, the ghost of Gettysburg. Yeah. He was our host, and uh, he got a series of telephone calls that were left on his answer machine. So last week we played the first one, which is about this guy who uh, house is haunted by this soldier who I guess uh, his. He cut his cat's belly because it was a bayonet. I don't know. So anyways, uh, why don't we play the next segment in the ghost uh, episode? So you want to run that? 5.30 a.m. Saturday. Message two. I'm calling again. I'm having more problems with this ghost. Um, He's around even when I have the lights on. And when I turn the lights off, he seems to like it more. Um, yesterday, um, yesterday he also uh, tried to light a campfire in my house. Um, luckily, I caught him. He's been pretty good with the kids. Doesn't seem to cause any problems. They like him. But... Uh, my little girl is kind of attached to him, and she don't want him to go, but I do. I don't know if there's anything you can do. I know you take tours around Gettysburg, but this is a matter in my house. I've called paranormal experts, and they don't want to help. Uh, he's staring me down. He's sitting in the chair still. Uh, he's pointing over to the mirror, but I don't know why. Once again, he kind of looks like Robert E. Lee, maybe Ulysses Grant, with the side of uh, General Pickett. Uh, he looks pretty mean right now. Okay. Alrighty. <laughs> so that's the second installment of the special ghost episode. These are actual, real messages left on the Ghost of Gettysburg answering machine. Uh, it started started last week. We had the first message, and there's quite a few of them. And it's all about this guy and his ghost. So uh, it'll be a regular feature on our show, and it does get even more interesting, believe it or not, if you think anything else could be more interesting than that. So anyway, yeah. that's my story. <laughs> so speaking of Gettysburg, uh, Janet, uh, how did you like it down there? I mean, what did you think? And, and I understand, yeah, what did you think? Oh, we, I loved it. Right. I thought that it... Um... It was a great town, lots of history, lots of stuff to do. Um, mm-hmm. As you know, we were uh, thrown out of the park at night. <laughs> uh, we don't talk about that. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I know. It wasn't me. It was my husband. Actually, that was one of the things I was going to ask you. You did have this experience. Uh, this was after we we left Gettysburg. Uh, Laura and I on our ten hour trek uh, <laughs> back. And uh, anyways, you and, and Clay, who's your husband, and, and uh, I forget who else was with you at um, that time. Actually, all three kids. There you go. And we went into the park. You have three daylight. kids. I thought you had two. We have three. We have wow. three. We have a seventeen. 16 and 12. And yeah. we went into the park when it was still daylight, but it was getting close to dark because you're allowed to stay there. And three of them were out of the car. My oldest daughter and I were in the car because it was getting dark. And they were walking up ahead over this little bridge. And all of a sudden, from behind the car, you heard a, 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 a growl, but like a human growl. not. And at that point, we were like, you got to come back in the car and we have to go. And they heard it too, but it, in a different way. And it was just very, um, I could see why they don't want people there at night. So why is that? It's, 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 really, <laughs> it's really creepy. It's a very creepy place. And this was the summertime. So you mean scary creepy or erotic creepy? Oh, scary creepy. Oh, okay. Because if you have been there touring, you could actually imagine that there were troops in the woods. So I guess it's a part of your, I guess, your active imagination and the reality that there's creepy stuff there. Right. Still. But, yeah, that was, that was actually one of, the, one of the creepiest things. And I know that um, you guys did an event at the, was it Lady Daniel Farm? Right. Which was, I didn't go, but my son went with Chloe. That was, that was the second time we've been there. That's an interesting place, a lot of uh, misery, a lot of stuff. Uh, we did a private investigation last time we were there. In fact, if you go onto iTunes, uh, you can listen to it. Uh, it the, we have the audio of it there, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, it's a neat place. And, and we stayed, and, and, and I really, really wish you guys had, were able to stay with us. We stayed at the Little Round Top Farm, which is right on the, the battlefield, and uh, that was quite interesting and stuff. We had a lot of things going there. I mean, Jim saw a ghost cat, which was kind of neat. And, That's true, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, and, and Marlene saw a ghost Ron, which is probably even more kind of neat. Because <laughs> sometimes I wish I could make two of me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one is enough, dear. One is enough. <laughs> But uh, it, it's definitely a, a decent place to go to, and uh, uh, there were other things that happened in, in that house, too. I mean, it's, it was really neat. We stayed there with Richard Felix and his wife and the, the, the whole and New England Ghost Project. Yeah, 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 it was, yeah it was, I wish I could have gone so much. Yeah, of course, Maureen and I fought like cats and dogs again, but what else is no? <laughs> That's why we didn't stay there, no. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I don't that. doubt it. <laughs> we knew better than to, but I, actually, we were there the night you guys were traipsing off in the woods. Oh, when, when Clay God. was whispering. You, you don't want to go go there. No, <laughs> but it was pretty funny when you guys yeah. came running back. <laughs> um, yeah, if you say so. Yeah, I definitely. I would recommend Gettysburg to anybody. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, oh, what, yeah. yeah. What we're talking about is, is uh, I believe that. Uh, who was it? it? Was Maureen, myself, uh, Jim, and Clay. Clay? We went into the woods. Uh, we were going to go up the back of Little Round Top, and of course, we let Maureen lead, which was a total disaster. Yes, I remember that now. 
<laughs> and 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 it was the ground was wet because it had rained and everything else, and um, you know it, it was just a very interesting night. In anyways, but uh, you know you know guys, uh, Valentine's Day is coming up. Yay! Yeah, yep. That's uh, I believe it's Sunday. Yep. Yes, it is. But uh, for me, in this book that I'm writing, uh, there are no Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, um, I have this kind of neat thing. This is for all the guys out there. So that, uh, you know, ways that will make your life go a little easier. So basically what it is, is if your wife, uh, you know, if you've got to ask your wife a question, it's uh, how to phrase it. It makes the whole difference. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, for instance, there there are different ways. There's a dangerous way, the safer way, the safest way, and the ultra-safe way. Okay? Okay. So the most dangerous way is uh, when you come in from work and you see your wife or your significant other and you say, what's for dinner? Uh, okay, that's the dangerous way. The safer way would be say, can I help you with dinner? Yeah. Okay. The safest way would be, where would you like to go for dinner? Yeah. I like and that finally, the ultra-safe way is, here, have some wine. <laughs> so that, that's, that's a little hint for you guys. In fact, uh, I have another one. The dangerous thing uh, for asking your wife is, uh, are you going to wear that? Not a good idea, guys. Not a good idea. <laughs> a little better, a little better. Uh, you sure look good in brown. Uh, safest, wow, you look great. And, of course, ultra safe, yeah, have some wine. That's right, have some wine. I like that one. <laughs> okay, now the next question. Uh, what are you so worked up about? Uh, no, not good, guys, oh. not good. Remember, how, Valentine's Day is coming up, and it's a two-way street, so that's not a way to do it. Uh, safer would be, uh, could we be overacting? <laughs> yeah, a little better. The safest uh, would be, uh, here's my paycheck. <laughs> and, of course, the ultra-safe would be, here, yeah, have some wine. No, I want your paycheck. <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> oh, that's true. I want somebody's paycheck. There's only a couple of weeks. I just will add this in there. Um, <laughs> the next one, the most dangerous thing to say is, should you be eating that? No, not a good idea. No, 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 no. Uh, a little safer might be... You know, there are a lot of apples left. Yeah, still not that great if you ask me. <laughs> Safest is, uh, can I get you a piece of chocolate with that? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, of course, the ultra safe, safe would be, can I get yeah, you some have wine. some wine. Yeah. Can I see Okay, one more. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So when you come in and your wife's there, and uh, this is the most dangerous thing to say, What'd you do all day? Not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Hear that, Clay? Yeah, you better tell him that. Safer would be, I hope you didn't overdo it today. Uh, safest would be, I've always loved you in that robe. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the ultra safe way would be, here, have some wine. While I sit in my bathrobe relaxing. <laughs> yeah, okay, there you go. So, anyways, 
Jim, one thing I, I, I did want to uh, bring up is that you come from the city, correct? Yes, correct. So, I mean, how did you get interested in the paranormal? Because it's not like a lot of ghosts running around the city, is there? Uh, always have been. And really? Yeah. And, you're always uh, having ghosts no, running around the no, city, I, or are you always second, having wait interest? Wait a second. Wait a second. I should take it back. I'm Italian. Oh, my God. I, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> and... Um, I think they have a shot for that now, by the way. They might. Um, I grew up with a lot of, unbeknownst to me, superstitions. Like, for instance, uh, my mother always talks about the, I'm sure it's in all cultures, but the evil eye. Oh, yes, I heard of that. And she used to talk a lot about how when her, now my mom's in her, well, she's over 65, I'll say, because she'd kill me. Um, her older brother, that one of the people took the evil eye off him. But you can only take the evil eye off him on Christmas Eve with certain oil. And anyway, I didn't realize. But really? From a young age, I was instilled with a lot of superstitious things. Uh, to this day, you know, I have, I don't wear it often, but I keep thinking I have to dig that out and start wearing it again. I have a little gold Italian horn. Oh, yes, yes. Also, you what never let... What is that, let, the Gucci-Gucci's or something like that? Oh, I forget what that yeah, is. yeah. And you never, ever let a newborn baby out without pinning um, a red ribbon somewhere on them. Oh, I know that one. Yeah. I mean, it's just... So, anyway... Wait, wait, wait. What if it's a boy? doesn't matter. Well, that explains it, a lot of things in this world today. You put it under somewhere. It doesn't matter. Red ribbon. Um, and it's intermixed with religion, which is a little odd. But anyway, I think looking back at it now, I grew up with a lot of superstitions. Um, if, if, if this happened, you know, that's somebody from the dead, always the reference to the dead relative. Spitting the hint. Something, anything. I could just, you know, when we think, when my sister and I converse about it, she's like eight years older than me, so she remembers a little more clearly, I think. Mm-hmm. But all the things we grew up with, it's amazing that we even walk outside the house. <laughs> all the different superstitions that we wow. had, you know, you, you have to do it this way and... And when you enter this, you have to do it that way. And then if, if you hear a noise, it was, um, you know, it would have been like, oh, whose birthday is it near? It must be so-and-so. So there was always that belief that you could communicate is my point. And I think that that just, it just kind of snowballed from there. So I never felt like it was a bad thing. And, um, and I lived in an old house, the house that we um, grew up in was a minister's house. I, I lived outside of New York City, and uh-huh. it was pr- predominantly German, the area we moved into, and the house itself was built in the late 1800s. It was a big house, and um, there was, uh, my mom was a bit of a pack rat, but the attic, I remember I hated the attic. My brother used to sleep in the attic, and he hated it so much, and he's about six years older than me, that he often would just crash in my room because he said that he heard noise. He hated the attic. And we all hated the attic, and there was lots of old books in the attic from this minister's family. And it was just always weird. Things would go missing all the time in the house, um, jewelry and whatnot, and then you'd find it in the most unlikely place, like the basement, which you know that it didn't jump out of your jewelry box and go down there. Oh, that must have been frustrating. It was weird. It was just weird stuff, but we just were used to it. Right. And like I said, I grew up with this Italian superstition, so I think it's just something inherent in me. There's nothing I can, there's nothing I can uh, 
There's nothing more I can say. And Clay, my husband, was always interested in the paranormal. And he, too, has some stories about some houses he lived in in New England mm-hmm. that he probably hasn't told you. Um, his mother used to rent a lot. Um, and a couple of houses, he would, being an only child, go creeping around the house. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, he found some books in a house, and I'm not sure which town. I want to say Lee, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. but I'm not 100% sure because I'm not where the, um, it appeared that the books were handwritten in blood. Wow. Yeah, but his mother made them put them back. <laughs> really? Yeah, so he's always kind of had that, that. So that's how we got interested in being in the city. But like I said, I think it's my kind of my Italian superstitious upbringing with always a respect. Well, well do you think, I mean, that's one of the things we, 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 I was talking with Richard Felix about is that, you know, because the ghost thing is so... Uh, uh, the paranormal is so acceptable to you. You really don't like think anything of it, really. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, so I, yeah, but I, I, I think. Go ahead. I, I'm just going to say that I've met a lot. I've met a lot of people who don't believe at all, mm-hmm. and actually think it's hogwash. Hogwash. Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of um. A lot of the science people that I encounter in education think it's hogwash. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always an explanation for it. Yeah, you know, I, I love that. I mean, I get uh, Joe Nichols, who, who uh, used to be from Psychops, and now now he's with uh, CSI, for God's sakes. <laughs> but they have to be so cute, I don't know. But, you know, this is a big guy, and he, and he trashes everybody uh, uh, in the paranormal. He calls them all, you know, like they're just clubs, and they don't really know what they're doing and everything else. And then I went and I checked out his credentials. Yeah, he's read a bunch of books. Yeah, wonderful. But you know what? I have a degree in environmental science. The guy's got a degree in English, so give me a break. Right. I I just, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Well, Janet, I hate to tell you this, but uh, time has run out. All right. Well, we'll um, we'll talk to you this weekend. Yeah, and uh, you have a good night. Yes, you too. Bye, Dan. Yeah, bye. Bye, Janet. Bye. Nice talking. So for everybody from Ghost Chronicles, say good night and God bless everyone. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. Woo-hoo! Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen know it. Join these Soul Sisters Tuesday afternoon.